Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yizzo! Hello, Antoinette. <laughs> How are you? I'm well. How are you? Hello, Antoinette. It's Antoinette. Is it? It is. You're confusing a lot of people with that. I know, but it is. Yeah, you just made that up. No, no, no. Because when you talk to people, you're like, my name's Antoinette. I know. I don't know why I say that. That's not how you say it. My mom says Antoinette, and my dad says Antoinette, but Antoinette is correct. It is. I'm, I'm sorry. I completely didn't hear what you just said. What's correct? Why aren't you listening to me all? I did, but like for some reason that confused me, and I was like, I didn't understand. <laughs> you just <laughs> blocked it out that fast. Like, my mom calls me Antoinette, and my dad calls me Antoinette, but Antoinette is correct. Do you get it? Okay. All right. Well, I, you know, people just go on by what you say, and you say Antoinette. Yes, so. but I'm correcting that now. Well, so you know, call for me a long time when name. I was young. What? What? <laughs> what? Huh? When I was in camp, <laughs> my first summer going to camp, and that's where I met DJ Matthew Law, uh, originally known as DJ Fish. But anyway, I went to art camp. It was Philadelphia Art Camp, and... I would people would be like, "What's your name?" and I'd be like, "Shanti." They'd be like, "Shante," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so, <laughs> so the whole camp was calling me Shante, and Shantae. I was just like, "Yes, Shante." Oh my god, I'm so like, happy you're. Not what's that. your name? How dare Shantae. you be that person? <laughs> I'm so happy you're not that. They person just wouldn't anymore. get it right. They were like, "What's your name, Shanti?" Shante. Yes. <laughs> I thought you was going to say they was calling you a Shanti. I mean, I the the thing that gets on my nerves the most is shanty. I don't mind when people call me Shante. I don't mind a shanty. When people say shanty, I'd be like, "Shanty's oh. unacceptable." I'd be like, "Yes, <laughs> that is my name, <laughs> shanty." Yes, Ugh. really grinds my gears. How you doing? Well, I am well. <laughs> well I don't have no updates. I am well. Today was a trying day, Lord, but I will not complain. I have a job. I have Hello. a beautiful home. And I had a wonderful weekend. Let me, th- I'll talk about my weekend instead of my day. My fabulous friends, Jade of All Jades, Angie of Ariane's Jewelry, and my sister, Celestine Ray. You just know, you just know heavy hitters. You just know Instagram <laughs> niggas. Thoughts. Um, no, I'm playing. <laughs> they uh, threw me a wonderful party, and it was nice. It was at my house, child, and I didn't have to go anywhere. It was perfect. We just played cards. We played um, <laughs> we played taboo. 
which when my sister and I are on a team where we have to guess anything, you people just need to know it's a wrap. Because she and I have this like sister witch thing going on where it's like, I can say one word and she'll know what the hell I'm talking about. That's it doesn't right. always work the other way. My sister, <laughs> she, girl, we were trying to get her to guess these words on like the heads up thing game. And we were like, when a per the, the answer would be, you know, when somebody digs in your plate. And we were like, when some when you're on a date and they eat off they they eat your food, what are they doing? She was like, um, they're not respecting your boundaries. <laughs> her her answer. And we were like, that's correct, but that's not what we, she was just so much smarter than the rest of us and so much more elevated. There was Remember another when we one that played she that said, with Renee. Who? In Cuba. Remember when we played that game with Renee in Cuba? We played that with her? Yes, and you were really mean to her. I don't remember that. Yeah, well. Why was I mean? Was I like, can you please Because she just was not very good at the game. And she was just like (laughs) not getting obvious things. And you had no patience for it. And you were just like. I'm very competitive. Being really mean to her. And I was like, Antoinette, you're messing up our chances of new followers. Please stop that. (laughs) Be kind. But you were like playing it out. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I probably was just being my obnoxious self and wanting to win. Renee is good at everything she does. Shout out to you, Renee. You know who you are. Um, but it was fun. We had fun. My sister was funny. Um, and Jay, my girl, Jamie, I'm obsessed with this girl. My spades girl. That's my boo. Shout out to Jamie. You know, Jamie wants a um, medium uh, army fatigue jacket, Shanti, and you oh, won't send the me person. these pictures. And I mean, she, she has she her get, coins like ready. Else. They're all unique. Like you get. No, what you, get you need you to send upset. a couple pictures of of the different mediums you have. Why wouldn't you that. just do I that? I didn't work today. I wasn't at work today. Don't. I had meetings me today. I was at, uh, having meetings. Bye, girl. Well, that's great, Antoinette. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. Um, I know you were really sad about that, and it took a lot for them to cheer you up, but you pushed through. Oh, I didn't even realize you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Also, you didn't post it on Instagram, so it really didn't exist. You know what? I I didn't post it because I was just having having fun. fun. I was just Mm -hmm. in the moment. I was present. It's not real. (laughs) Anyway, how is your raggedy ass? You get on my nerves. I'm good. Um, my hair's growing out, and You're gonna I cut really it need off. a new haircut. I I, that is so this. annoying to me. No, I'm not going to cut it off. I just my because I colored my hair in the summertime. It's really my ends are dry and raggedy, and I need it cut. And I don't know who can I run to. Come up here and get a Mona cut. cut. Yeah, come on. I really want one. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Can you give me she her number? Cuts a, she it looks like she cuts a lot of hair off. I don't have her number, child. I have her IG. She's it. cutting off the dead hair. She knows that it's dead and it's dead weight and you need to let go. You would I, have a fucking heart attack. You I sure would. would. Be like, be like, first this of bitch. all, this <laughs> is cultural appropriation. You shouldn't be touching <laughs> black hair. No, Mona is the truth. She banging. But... I I need I'm gonna cut my own ends off. 
Y'all think I y'all thought I was lying. I am nobody's touching my hair ever again after that last experience. No. But I will no. say I don't think you should color your hair anymore. And I think you just well, need the thing a little is, trim. Is that I have this color on my hair that just let it grow out and then you cut as you cut your ends, you'll cut it all out. Is that what we do? Yes. Cuz you're if you dye it again, then you're going to have to keep dyeing your hair cuz that's what I learned. Like once I tried to dye my hair back brown, it once the sun hits it, it starts to affect it and then it's like orange. That's why True. my hair is so light in the in the summer. It's like, why? Well, cuz I tried to dye it back brown. I just need to grow it all out and leave it alone. True. That's all you do. So, well, I just answered uh, your questions. You're welcome. Thank you. Welcome. I appreciate that. No problem. Um, I think, I mean, I have more to add, but I want it to be like a clean segue. Um, so I think you should continue and um, what? talk about your politics as usual. Child, I don't have no politics in all honesty. Oh, Trump is fucking wilding. What? Trump is, it's too much. It's too much. Trump is tripping. He can't keep his lies straight. His acting chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, went up. I don't know why they're even, they haven't had press briefings in so long. And now all of a sudden they want to start these press briefings when they're under hot, when they're in hot water. And it's just like, you should just be as quiet as possible right now. Mick Mulvaney went out there and was like, listen, um, you know, foreign, what do you say? Politics have a part to play in, in, um, Fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> he was like politic. Basically, that there was a quid pro quid pro quo, but it was didn't have to do about Biden. It was about Trump wanted <sighs> Ukraine to look for this damn DNC server that he swears is in Ukraine. It's this been debunked a million fucking times. This guy, I, he just went out there and made the whole impeachment thing worse for Trump. He's he, they're just being foolish right now, and it's like exhausting Churlish and insubordinate. <laughs> Churlish and insubordinate. They are just like tripping. So I really, it's it's there are too many things to discuss, but the one thing that I will acknowledge is that Elijah Cummings, God rest his soul, passed away. And mm-hmm. if anybody watched the, he he got a lot of. First of all, he's been around for a while. He was the mayor of um, Baltimore. Um, he spoke out against Trump and he ha- he played a very bl- big part in the Mueller report and those hearings and um, in this impeachment inquiry. Um, when he died, he was like, they, his wife was saying like he was still signing like paperwork to make sure that this impeachment inquiry went on and that it, he just worked until his dying last dying breath. So he was a humble servant. It's a huge loss. And he didn't play a whole lot of party politics. He actually was friends with a lot of people on the other side of the aisle. So poor one out for Elijah Cummings. He was only 68 years old. I don't know what his illness was or that he was struggling. It was a consp- sounds like a conspiracy to be. A lot of people think, yeah, a lot of people were like, they killed him. But apparently he's been struggling with some illness for a while. But who knows? You'll watch too many episodes of Scandal. You start thinking all kinds of shit. I don't know. You watch too many YouTube videos. That's how they killed Bob Marley, girl. Jimi Hendrix. 
So, for real, for real, we need to <laughs> we need to be gracious and RIP. Thank, thankful yes. for Mr. Cummings. Yes, that's it. I I can't get so, into Trump. It's too tiring. All right. Well, thank you for that, Antoinette. <sighs> Why are you being so weird? <laughs> Girl, if you don't just go ahead and give us your damn updates. Um, no, we gotta talk about pop culture. You're not going this is my oh, production. Oh, I got a You're bunch of fuck pop up culture. My production. Now when you doing your shit, you, you right. all ain't all right. Now you wanna fuck up my no, you're production. Right. I'm a, well, your production, girl, your your updates are up top, so I'm confused, but you got it. Yeah, but it. you came and messed it all up, but nobody knows. Nobody can see this. So let's just keep all right, my pop culture update. Oz is a scared. What am I? Man. What are we going into? Am I the ones that I put? We're talking about pop culture, okay? I'm at the pop culture part of the outline, so you have to start. Yours are first. I think you need to edit this out because this is. I'm, I will not. I'm right not now. editing this that. Is I not right. promise and you, I'm not editing a fucking thing. <laughs> production. I'm gonna fuck it up. You, you do every week. I promise. Get upset. <laughs> Anyway, this week, actually, Internet wanted to talk about this today, but we didn't have the proper folks aligned to be a part of this. Um, but we're going to work on this because I think this is very important. Just recently, I don't know nothing about this girl, but black woman brought it to my attention yeah. that Gina Rodriguez was recently accused of anti-black statements again the first time was when she was in an interview um and i guess they were talking about they were talking about uh, inequality in in hollywood and miss rodriguez went on to say quote white women get paid more than black women and black women get paid more than Asian women. Asian women get paid more than Latina women. And it's a like a very scary space to step into. Unquote. Is that how you say it? Quote, unquote. Right. Okay. So everybody was up, up in arms about that statement. And I actually don't know the, the pay scale of Hollywood, but apparently that was grossly wrong accused her of being anti-black and she kind of caught a lot of flack for that. And so recently... I don't know if that was anti-black. I think it was just uninformed, but go ahead. Well, black Twitter didn't have any space for Miss Rodriguez. And so just recently she was on Instagram and I guess she was singing along to um, the Fugees and she used the N-word. Yes. And it was posted on Instagram, and she, she posted a lot it. of flack for that. Not it she posted, posted that. It. Yes, she posted she posted it. it. And after everybody like went off on her, she immediately um, deleted it and apologized. But her apology was not accepted by many folks on the internets and on um, Black Twitter, and a lot of people had things to say. And um, saying that Gina Rodriguez has proven time and time again to be anti-black. Now she's out here saying the N-word and posting on Instagram. Nobody let her crocodile tear her way out of this one. She's (laughs) over. So everybody wanted to cancel Miss Rodriguez. And she went on to 
go on a popular radio show and apologize and talk about how she understands who she is and her connection to um, blackness. She's Puerto Rican and, you know, just went on to defend herself and apologize to those that she offended. But nobody, well, I won't say that. A lot of people don't want to hear it. And I think this creates a greater discussion. Antoinette and myself are not um, from the Latinx community even though Antoinette is mistaken for Puerto Rican quite often. Really? Uh, Dominican, we can't really. Oh, Dominican. Well, Joe, here we go. A lot of people um, feel like phenotypically, right? Phenotypically? Phenotype, yes. Phenotypically, everybody kind of identifies Latinas as... The Jennifer Lopez, they brown, they got the body, they got the long hair, um, straight hair, a a blend of, you know, a a very ambiguously raced being. And that's kind of like the phenotypical representation of what it is to be Latina. And a lot of times... The black folks, the folks that look African as fuck, that are dark, tight curls, you know, wide nose, big lips, short hair, they don't get the same representation in the in the Latin community. And they are often ostracized, often not allowed to claim, you know, that Latin heritage. And many folks that are Puerto Rican, Dominican, Panamanian, all of these different like Central and South American um, Latin countries, often folks will identify themselves as being Latina or Latino before being African. So they're like, they'll totally separate themselves and say, you know, you know, I'm not African or, you know, they'll never identify themselves as being Afro-Latino. It's always like I'm Dominican or I'm Puerto Rican or, you know, I'm Spanish or one of these things. Some of them will. Some of them will. And so what ends up happening is that the culture, um, the history and the, you know, the African mix, the, the, the African mixture of what it is to be Latino is is completely removed and again black folks dark-skinned folks melanated folks are in the marginalized of the marginalized and so there i guess a lot of the sentiment is like here she goes again this phenotypically she's again on the on the spectrum more white in appearance here she goes again you know she's not allowed to say the n-word because she's not she doesn't claim that and she doesn't represent that. Right. I, mean, I thought it was interesting. What I saw was that everybody was comparing her to Cardi B. And why is it okay for Cardi to be able to say the N word? And people were literally posting pictures of Cardi B's hair after she washes it. And the fact that it is more mm. like, kinky, tightly coiled. And they were like, Ex- she's black. And I was like, wow. And it honestly made me think about how 
I don't say the N word because of how adjacent what, I am nigga? to You don't say the N word? I say Negro. Antoinette. I don't say it. I said it for we, like two months. You will make me go through every Go ahead and single. go through every single thing. Go ahead. I said it for like two months recently because I was around somebody who was saying it all the time. And then I was like, I don't really feel... It's It's interesting because our friend, Jazz, heard me say and was like, when you start saying that? And I was like, I know. It don't even feel right. But I don't say it because what? of how adjacent I am and how people will look at me and they don't they don't necessarily always think I'm black, especially if my hair is straight or or curly. They'd be like, You Puerto Rican, don't say that shit. Like they don't <laughs> they don't play that way. Puerto with me. Ricans are black. I understand, but I'm saying that people say that like people will look at me funny and I'll be like, you know, and plus I don't really I don't really love it. I don't even like it that much. You know, honestly, I don't care if other people say it. But like, whereas Jade, whose hair is different, her and I were actually talking about this and her hair is kinky. Is She's got a nice, gorgeous afro and like people accept certain language and certain ways of being from her more so than from me because of the way that I look. It's really interesting. Um, so if you get a chance to look at the whole Cardi B and her exchange and then people were people were combating that too like cardi said more fucked up shit about black women and did it but Car- they're like also cardi but then other people were like cardi says that about everybody and she, they're like cardi rides for black women cardi's always out here talking about black lives matter cardi this cardi represents us so cardi she can say black so and so if cardi's black then is gina yes that's what i'm saying she is a descendant of black people but not everybody feels that way because a lot of, and I'm not saying I agree with this at all, but a lot of people, the way people identify as, identify black and Afro-Latina is based off of the way they look. Not how, not the diaspora. A lot of it has to do with how is your texture of hair? What is your skin color? That's that's the God's honest truth. It's the same so, for this, well, white black girls. A, I think this is problematic. Not problematic, but I think it's a great discussion. And there's lots of resources. And I can't wait to talk about this I and know. bring on folks that are like really literate and like really um, who study it, who have are a more strong versed in it. Yeah, yeah. Have and also have a really like yeah. This is their also. This is the part of their culture and like this is mm-hmm. this is their shit. I mean. The idea of, okay, so there's like white people, right? And they're like Danish and they're like English and they're Irish. And, mm-hmm. you know, phenotypically, genetically, they have a certain characteristics and genes, Can right? you explain what phenotypically means? for Phenotypic folks? means like how you look, your phenotype, you know, like white people generally have straight, longer hair. They carry blue eye, the trait for blue eyes, straighter nose, paler skin, whereas black people phenotypically um, have darker skin, broader noser, thicker lips, kinkier hair texture. So it's just like how you look. How you characteristically look. Got it. So there's no such thing as Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican is not a race. You about to upset Dominican is not a race. Um, 
pan, certain Panamanian is not a race. So because what is of it? The what sla- are they? Explain what they are. Because I know because what of the slave trade that that that's why it's so crazy to me that, and I think it's a, a serious problem in Latin America that people even have the the gumption and the notion to deny their blackness is because were it not for the slave trade and the concentration of of slaves that were brought to Africa to south and central more mostly south america like brazil and all of these different spaces there would be no Jennifer Lopez look. There would be no Latina look. It was the mix of the native indigenous people. For Puerto Ricans, it was like the Taino people, the Africans that came, and then the white folks that were there. And the mix of all of those people and the concentration of them together and them like fucking and having babies is this pheno, is this Latina you know, this, this Puerto Rican, this Dominican, this Latin look, because if you go to Latin America, if you go to the Brazil, they're, they're all mixed up. They go from being as black as, as what's his name? Uh, they go, I don't know. I couldn't, what's the dude name? Uh, they go black as Wesley Snipes to as as white as fucking, you know, me, um, Britney Spears, <laughs> like, Shout. but they are, they are, they are culturally, they're all like Puerto Rican or they're all culturally, they're all like follow the Brazilian culture. So to me, that's why I can't quite wrap my head around it. And I guess that's why it's really a slippery slope for black yes. women to say to her, you're not allowed to say that, but it's like, who she is, she would not be here and she would not look the way she looks if it were not for her black heritage. For She is a descendant of black people as well as indigenous people as well as white people. So but I can't wrap my head around it. Folks don't see it like that. Folks don't see it like that. I mean, it's because culturally they don't see it like that. Mm-hmm. Culturally, like the whiter you are, the the you know the better you are. And I, I always think of like Princess Nokia, right? Princess I'm Nokia is, I believe she, I don't actually don't know where her family's from either. I think she's Puerto Rican, but she will sit here and she will tell you she's Afro-Latina and she will pay homage to her African roots and her spirituality is deeply rooted in African tradition. And she will, she says nigga in all of her raps and nobody says anything about that. Well, partly because like, she's running around saying I'm Afro Latina, so people feel like th- I guess th- so that she's yeah, yeah that she's representative of the culture the same way that I think some of the people feel that Cardi B has license to do and say what she does because she will absolutely talk about being a black woman. She will like she has said it, whereas Gina, I guess, hasn't. I don't know that girl's history. They're saying that there's a pattern of her kind of otherizing herself, which is not. I mean, but what if Jennifer Lopez started claiming that she's a black woman? What the fuck would happen? What if she starts saying like, I I am personally would love for her to do that, but I don't. She ain't never going to do it. What would people say? So she Boricua. 
You know, she from the Bronx. She repped the Bronx more than being Afro Latina. Boric. Anyway. Morena, I don't know. We got all of that has to do with aesthetics, and I guess it. it Morenas right. are darker skin and have kinkier hair. Boricuas exactly. Be more brown it's aesthetic and have straight hair. It's aesthetic. But it's not culture. So we're definitely going to bring some people on to talk about this. Yeah, we have to. We have to find folks because this is Antina, a really. Great I did concept. not know that you don't say that with that word. I'm not comfortable saying with it at all. Nope. You are an interesting bird. I'm it's not I'm more. not comfortable because of I think well one, I don't lo- I don't I well I didn't grow up in a household where that was okay. Like my dad if I probably if I said that in front of my dad right now, he'd probably punch me in the back of my head, in all honesty. Like, like nigga, what's wrong with you? Yeah, he don't go for that. I didn't grow up hearing that. Um it was not acceptable to say like and he was very much like, yeah, this whole, like, it would be in the music sometimes when we were listening, and he he didn't, like, make a big deal out of that, but, like, there's no way we would be allowed to say that. Like, my sister and I. No way in hell. And I Does also... Tina say it? No. I also probably wouldn't say it because I'm so privy to how how those eyes from the whites can like how they in their ears how they hear it and how it looks and feels and tastes and sounds to them that it would just be like nah I'm not ever going to slip up and say that in front of you cuz you don't understand it and it would make me uncomfortable it would make me feel like I'm like yeah nah you don't this isn't yours like them this is not for you and I'm I'm around <laughs> folks so much that it's like it, it just isn't a part of my vocabulary which I is why really do you think like I say know. Negroes all the time? Negroes. It's like a lighter, <laughs> it's like a safer way for me to be like, huh? And I don't want to offend anyone. I I feel, and, I'm, and we've had this conversation, I feel like I can, I'm a lot You feel for like you're people. an ally for black people. <laughs> Not at all. I, I definitely have always, I feel like a black woman. Absolutely. I identify as a black woman. In front of some black women who have, I wish I could say her name. I'll text it to you. But there's certain ones that like, I grew up in in spaces that were occupied by black folks, like in freedom school. There were certain people who are very honest with me there and were like, we don't think you really belong here. Like you're an ally here. We appreciate your work, but like you're not completely one of us. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And like it, there would be a lot, many candid conversations about it. So I, I did feel other in that space, but it, it was still the space I wanted to occupy. Child, they was treating me like Rachel Dolezal, child. <laughs> <laughs> Those goddamn extensions out your motherfucking hair. Yeah, I mean, there would be times what when I'd be really conscious doing? about it, but there, um, but I've, I've cared less as I, like, I'm very clear of. And there are certain spaces where I'm I'm I couldn't be more black. It depends Come on who I'm around. Them. It's so it's so crazy. So that's why I'm at a place where it's like whatever the fuck you want to, however you label me, you could do that. But I'm very clear about who I am. So I'm very curious. This brings up I have to um, reach out to the community. One, how many of our listens listens? How many of our listeners use the N word? <laughs> 
<laughs> now you're and not going to say it. The N-word. Niggas. Nigga, nigga, niggas. How many of the, our listeners use the N-word? And how I really would like to hear from our Latinx community about their opinions on this whole uh, Gina Rodriguez situation. And I think we should bring on Angie, Antoinette's friend who's Dominican and gorgeous and chocolate, as well as um, a friend of mine by the name of Dash, Diaspora Dash, who did a whole documentary on um, this very topic and how as a phenotypically black looking um, Panamanian, how she's been dealing with, like, how she deals with it, how she views the world. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Let's that's going to that. be interesting. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be fabulous. I'm going to be quiet the whole time. I ain't got nothing to say. I just want to learn. It's going to be exciting. It'll be good. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. In other news, Queen Tiffany uh, Pollard, a.k.a. I Love New York, seems to have entered into a flirtatious last rom- romantic relationship with Drake's dad. What? <laughs> and I'm here what for does, it. What does Drake's dad look like? Yo, you never saw Drake's dad. Google no. him right now daddy? expeditiously. Hell Ooh, no, girl. He's like, he is a fucking mess. Yo, Google Drake's oh, dad. Oh my God. <laughs> you Googled it? <laughs> look at him. Child. That so- mustache, that mustache. <laughs> That what shit has his the... dad is a mess. His dad is a whole PIMP. His father looks like the fucking <laughs> character on what is that? T- you know that character, cartoon character that had the the handlebar mustache and the guns. Anyway, Child. that's what he looks like. So I listen. So Tiffany, Tiffany posted a picture of them with the caption of and tagged him. And was like, you made me, you made the night magical. And he wrote back, thanks, sweetheart. So did you. I just, just tried calling you from a 901 number. And then she responded with a kissy face and a heart face. Let me tell you, this is the relationship that I didn't know I needed. Because I am so ready for this mess. <laughs> like, I can't wait to just watch this. And Drake, this is the part, like Drake, Drake's dad is such a mess. That whole, I don't know what's wrong that, with the men. I think they are perfect. Couple. I think they are perfect. And I think that I am here for Queen Tiffany. I love her. <laughs> Me too. She made she made it happen. She actually had this she really was, great interview with, who was it? Who was Joe Button's baby mom? You know, I don't know, that light-skinned girl. Sin, Sin Santana, whatever. She was talking about her abuse. And Tiffany did a really good job. Which is why I'm calling her Tiffany and not I Love New York. So shout out to her. She will forever go down in history as Shorty who spit on that girl. <laughs> oh, God. She was Yo. Cardi before Cardi. She was. Cardi thank you. Cardi. Exactly. She was Cardi. She was the original Cardi B. So we are. We thank you, Tiffany. But um, I love how like fucking classy Tiffany is as well. and Like well educated and just like. <laughs> Fuck, like I don't know about uh, how classy she is, but I, she, I hear what she's she saying. She's she's smart. About her. She has a bouginess to her. I don't know if it's class. Yes, it's bouge. Oh, it's like sorry, I said it. 
whatever. She be all right. I love <laughs> it. Um, also, this is really dope. I exclusively use Lyft, and this is not an ad, even though Lyft, we're here for your ads. If you want to give us uh, some discounts to give to our listeners, that'd be great. But Lyft is... um. I exclusively use Lyft because I have it linked to my Delta account. So, and it's not even by miles. So if you pay like $20 for a Lyft ride, you get 20 points, 20 like miles rather for your Delta. So all those who have Delta accounts, it doesn't cost anything to link your Lyft and your Delta account. Do that now. But Lyft is offering discounted rides to folks going to job interviews. And not everyone qualifies, but the people who do qualify are veterans, ex-convicts, refugees, and those who reside in low-income areas. Ooh, I think that's super dope. Lyft on the liberal tip. Yes, yeah, Lyft, is, Lyft said, oh, <laughs> they coming for Uber. Wow. I'm here for it. Also, um, in the culture, well, let me continue. I'll go to culture corner in a second. But Netflix is cracking down on password sharing. So this is just a warning to everyone that uses my Netflix account. I am changing my motherfucking password tonight. I'm not about to risk it all for your ass. They are penalizing folks and charging them extra. So I will be, I will be switching my password up. So if y'all share y'all passwords, just make sure (laughs) like there's a certain amount. So I pay extra because I put my aunts on mine, like a a couple dollars extra. My aunts, my mom and stepfather and my apartment are all on the same one. So I think I have to pay a little extra or something like that. But if you if you're sharing that with like 50 people, child, what about just just one person? I think one person. You are right. Okay, good. But if you share your uh, uh, oh, internet, or, I'm come sorry, on, it's been such a together. long. <laughs> if you're sharing your account together. though with some Negro, then girl, he should be paying for it anyway. A Negro is my father. I mind you. Oh, that's fine. That's perfectly. Shout out to Karuna. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> what the hell? A podcast? What is this? Some alien shit? I'm surprised that he even knows what Netflix is. Does he use it? <laughs> Yeah, he's addicted to it. That makes he's me so happy. literally addicted to Netflix. He probably just watched documentaries all day. No, he doesn't. He watches raggedy sci-fi shit. I love it. My dad oh. is original nerd, I'm telling you. I love anyway. it. Um, also, uh, in the Culture Corner, Crystal and Greg, a.k.a. Crystal and Kid Fury, have their new show on Fuse. And Have you watched it? I have. It's very funny, and my um, and our friend du- well Dustin from the Read, um, he writes on there, which is really cool. And everybody's doing their thing, so I'm super proud of them. Everybody needs to watch it. Everybody needs to tune in. It comes on Fridays at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't if y'all don't live here. I don't. I don't know when it come on. You gotta look it up. But yeah, that's really great. And last but not least. Oh no, I'm not even gonna do this because it's not gonna tie. It's not gonna tie into the episode. I thought I was tying into the episode, but you got to go back to your updates. Oh my god, I'm gonna Child, kill so you. Go ahead. <laughs> Can you just say it? This is so raggedy. Why is it raggedy? So <laughs> Shannon Brown, do you know who that is? No. Okay, he is an ex basketball player. He is the gen- well, the man that married Monica. Um. And they had a couple, or 
is it two kids or one kid together? They had a kid together. I know they got one. But, uh, <laughs> yo, I'm so fucking like, tired. You should be really ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I'm you know, not. I'm not. Professionalism. Because I'm here. Of I am prepared. fucking here. Okay. It's I'm prepared. Just, I'm here. You better drink a Coke or some goddamn shit. <laughs> so Shannon Brown is all up in Monica's comments um, because she left his ass. And, you know, it's just another example of. Why did she leave him? It it sounded like he was not faithful. I mean, surprise, surprise. A Negro cheated. What's new? But now he's all in her comments. Like, anytime she posts anything, he's like, oh, my God, with the hard eyes. And then, like, bigging her up. And all these people are responding to him like, it's dead, bro. Just give up. Like, your name. She already <laughs> took your name off her handle. Like, Listen, he said if whatever that Negro can get Cardi back, I can do it, too. Offset. Cardi wasn't mm-hmm. going nowhere. We knew Cardi was going back to offset, child. Child. Did you see their pictures, though, on her little... Shout out to Cardi. Happy belated birthday to Cardi B. You saw them she's on her little vacation? before you, right? Is her birthday before you? Yeah, she's like the 11th. Cardi B's breasts look like they hurt so bad. That's all you talk about. It just looks like about. it hurts. I'm always like, Cardi, are you okay? It feels her breasts look like how your breasts feel when you're nursing there engorged. Like it hurts. Well, oh, I just want her to just feel a sag, feel the release of taking a broth and having your breast just smack you on your rib cage. I don't know what that feels like, but <laughs> I could imagine it feels like relief and release. You know? Oh. I don't know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. You don't know. Well, I... Before internet messed up this flow, so it's okay. It's okay. Be here now. It is what it is. Um, part of my update is that I have just been, and I was actually talking to another, a, a friend of mine, close friend of mine about this, about how we spend a lot of time, or at least for myself, I spent a lot of time like, working towards something, wishing for something, trying to do the work to get that something. And then when it's 
when it's yours, you're just kind of like, what, what's happening? And kind of feeling like, when is the, the shoe going to drop? And I feel like, for me, so much time has been spent, so much of my identity, so much of my spiritual work has kind of been connected to struggle and lack that now that, you know, the opportunity to be financially stable and have, for me particularly, have creative spaces and around the way curls and with the business, um, feeling connected to the community, and particularly for me, like pos- the possibility of having a future and having a future w- with family um, is something that I feel like I'm cringing about. Like I, I, it feels very, very scary to me and it feels like I'm having to level up emotionally and really kind of question um, and observe the areas that I feel this resistance and this discomfort in. And I don't feel that so much with like the business and around the way curls and like my amazing group of friends. But I especially feel this way when it comes to my relationships and trying to figure out what the next move is. And for me, that feels like marriage. And so I've really been considering and thinking about marriage and if I'm ready for marriage and if this is something that I really want. And I I kind of feel like you, Antoinette, are in a similar space. And so I wanted us to talk about marriage and I want us oh boy something's messing up okay so I just wanted us to figure out and talk about what the possibility um just talk about marriage are we ready for it is it something that we want is it something that we foresee in the future and what does it mean to us I don't think we ever covered this topic have we Excuse me, anxiety. Oh, internet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (sighs) Sure. We haven't, have we? No, no, no. So looking at the long, the long road. (laughs) We just, we just trying to get a boyfriend that don't cheat on us. (laughs) Ciao. (laughs) <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I my question to you, I asked you to kick this off. What I does marriage mean to you? And are you prepared for it? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, I think emotionally I am. I think I've gotten a lot better with myself. And I think I'm finally at a place where like I really like myself. And I am, I'm being gentle with myself in terms of like the things that I do want to get better at, you know, I'm giving myself grace to do that. And I'm 
working on it and I'm being loving with myself in a really different way. Um, and I've, I have made it a point to be myself in front of people and in any space that I'm in. Like I'm not changing up who I am to make anybody else feel comfortable. So that's very big. So spiritually and emotionally, yes, I feel ready. Um, where I feel capable, what? capable. Now, like financially, professionally, um, all the other leads, I feel like, I feel, and I'm not even, you know, I want to, there are just certain things that I wanted to do on my own before I kind of collaborate with somebody like that. Like I want to live alone. I haven't done that ever because I live in New York and it's too expensive for me to live alone. I want to possibly own some property. I want to travel to more places, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's just certain life things that I've wanted to do that marriage stresses me out in a way where, and it doesn't need to be that way. But sometimes I think like, oh, if you get married, like my, my ideal marriage would be one, if I do get married, one that would be where I would feel really free in it. And I'd be able to still go on a solo trip if I want, but I also want Bay to come with me too. And, you know, sometimes or whatever the case is, but I feel like so much, at least the examples of marriage that I've seen feel stifling. They, they feel and look that way. (laughs) Like where people, they do this whole, like we're, we're now one. And it's like, I don't want to be one. I want to be like, like two and two, like I want to be two. And, but I really want to like just rock with you super hard, but I don't want to be one. Like I want to, and I, I do want to be one, but if that makes sense, like I don't, I don't want to lose my oneness and to, to make our one work, if that makes sense. So what, it doesn't make what sense. What about, do you want to be married eventually ready when you feel more prepared? I want to be, I secretly want to be married right now, but I just am scared. Like there's, that's what my mom says. So she just wants to be married. Antoinette just needs somebody to love. She needs a family. I know. I mean, I want to, that would, it would make me very happy to like, you know, I like to take care of people and I liked, you know, I, I really like that. And I, I like, I'm really enjoying being a homemaker and like, you know, getting my house together and like all that kind of shit. But I, I do, I've, I've just entered in this new space of like really spreading my wings into like who I am and like going out on these limbs and kind of just like exploring my options. And I don't want that to stop, if that makes sense, like even within a marriage. Um, but yeah, I want to be married. So you like, think that you have to have a moment in your life where that stops and then you're like, okay, I'm ready to settle down in. No, no. I think that I would need to find a partner where I didn't, where that wasn't a fear of mine. You, if that makes sense. Like I'd be like real ready if I was like with someone where I felt super secure in them understanding that like we are still two different people. Um, we're in this collaboration <laughs> collabo and, yeah we're in this collabo and we're going to compromise for each other we're going to look out for each other but i'm not going to put you first 
Like, I don't think that yeah. that's right, that teaching. Like, I think I really believe in that whole, like, air that airplane thing where it's like, I have to put the oxygen on me first in order to be able to care for you. Like, if I'm not okay, then we're not going to be okay. Like, and that's in terms of being a mother. That's in terms of being a wife. Like, I, I watch, I've watched marriages crumble as a result of people losing themselves and not even understanding that that was a part of it. Like I watched my parents marriage not work out like, yeah, infidelity happened. Sure. I th- I really believe that's something you can work through because I think it's indicative of other things, but I watched my mom just turn into a mom and a wife. And that was it. No friends, no, no identity outside of mom, wife. She went to work. She came home. She bust her ass for us. She taught us everything that, you know, did the phonics with us, you know, catered to my dad when she could. And that was it. That was her life. And so their resentment, of course, build up. And then she's not taking care of herself. So how does she have the capacity to work through infidelity? How, how can you do that? You know, like she not taking care of herself. He not taking care of himself. So he cheating. Like, it's just like, I just watch it. And like the better you are with yourself, I just feel like the better off your marriage will be. Um, so I don't know, a child. I don't know. Did I answer your question? I think I feel the same way. I think, <clears throat> I think the traditional norms of marriage scare me. That idea of sacrifice and women take on the brunt of it. The brunt of it, and then there's like the whole dependency aspect of it. Uh, um, I'm not. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> no. And I think that I, th- you know, I I've lived with somebody before, and I know that even though internally, like, or even though theoretically, those ideas of sacrifice and women taking on all the roles and the dependency thing, the codependency thing. Like, I also find that it's really, really hard to resist that, especially especially as a mother, you know, um, it's hard not to take on that role. And and for me, it even becomes like a, con- a controlling thing. What do you mean? Um, in, in my situation in the past, and even now, that's why I'm so scared now, is that in the past, I never had a conversation with the partner about what the roles were. We both very easily fell into the roles of the woman rules the home and takes care of the child and like micromanages the husband and makes sure all of his needs are met. And it's like this exhausting um, power dynamic in a way. It's like the woman a woman that takes on all of those roles and is not powerless. You actually have a lot of power, but then what ends up happening is that, you know, you don't want all that power and and your partner kind of, you know, all, all of it goes on you. And in a way I, I can, I know that there's something in me that would easily take on that role. One, because I I think I, in many ways, I, I like to control things especially when it comes to like my home and my space and my child. And if the man is like acting incompetent, then like, yo, I'm going to step in there and do that. So even though I know theoretically that doesn't make sense, 
I have yet to really put to practice or create the system so that that doesn't just automatically fall into place. And I think that requires a level of honesty and intimacy with my partner that I'm just now realizing um, it is it's hard for me. Well, I think like, there's really a difference. To like, there's a what? big difference, though, though, between like I know that when and if I move in with somebody and yada, 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 I'm going to want to rule the home. I'm so clear about it. Like, I'm going to want to decorate it the way I want to decorate it. Like, there's just Mm -hmm. certain things that I want to see happen. There's a big difference between doing that because you want to and doing that because the other person is not capable. You know, like... Yeah, but, like, what happens when that person's like, no, I don't want... I don't want to... Anyway. that's a compromise. Well, I feel like that... I I personally feel like that's a... Could be a dangerous... Or that could be... That could be a point of, that could be a slippery slope in thinking that and taking on that role of ruling the whole, I don't know. I guess it depends on if you talk to somebody. I, that's, yeah, that's, that's the whole crutch, 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 I don't know. Crux. That's the whole point of this is to kind of like figure out um, how, if you're with a partner right now and you want to be married and that person wants to be married, or maybe that person doesn't want to be married, but you want to be married, how you move from being going together to like being married. And I don't think see, and that's the conversation that I'm not equipped for. (laughs) Because I I haven't been in any relation I mean, you know me. I haven't been in a healthy relationship. Like when I think about it, I'm like, none of my relationships have been healthy or have I been loved and upheld in where I would, I should have ever considered marrying any of those people. Right. So I don't have a understanding or I have an understanding. Like I have an understanding through the love that I give of what a marriage could feel like, but I don't have experience with receiving that kind of love yet. So when I think about marriage, it feels like this daunting thing because it feels like, I'm not in control completely. I'm not in control of what, of how people are going to show up for me. So all I can do is be my best self and prepare myself for just life and not even to be a wife, but prepare myself to be a great person. And then if I attract that kind of energy, great. But like, there's always something in me that's a little scared of uh, and fearful when it's like, when's the other shoe gonna drop? Like, what's? Well, see, that's what we talk about. No, you just yeah. said what I that I know. Yeah, it's I like, know. But mine is bit like I don't know. I think that you had a couple For, of schmucks, but I, I, you've had people who are like, I think good humans. They just weren't. I have right a very good human now, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, even with that level of even though we have a super healthy relationship it's like all right we've been rocking with each other for a minute like are we gonna get married and if we are how is that how does that happen and are we even if you are in a quote-unquote healthy relationship and y'all not fussing and fighting and like it's not toxic and blatantly 
fucked up, does that mean that that's automatically going to tra- transition into a marriage in which you f- you're happy and fulfilled and no responsibilities are shared and you know the emotional support is there and you're doing the work of like healing and i'm scared i don't know i i do not know you know i think it's even i think it goes further than the conversation of yeah you guys love each other you've been dating do you see yourself getting married? I'm not playing. I'm serious. And the other person being like, I know I'm not playing. I'm serious. And I feel like that kind of stops there where we're like, oh, great. This is, we're going to get married now. Like, we about no, to get married. No, I think there's a lot I of I want to get married. He ain't scared to get No, I, I think a lot of people do think that. And it's like. I agree. Okay. But I, I think that that's a huge mistake. I think there's a lot of conversations you have to have with your what partner. What are the conversations? Well, for me, I mean, the conversations are one thing. I I mean, I said this on a podcast, like if you had a son, would you kiss your son? If your son or daughter were LGBTQIA identifying, how would you respond to that? What does, you know, what do your finances look like? How do you, what's your relationship with money? What's your relationship with your mother? How do you want to my my things usually all revolve around children how do you want to because I feel like that's where I have a lot of convictions and I have a lot of like ways in which I would want to raise a child so you know do you want do you see yourself beating your child like I don't I'd play but like I'm not beating my fucking kid up and down the street like no do you know are you do you want to drop you how often do you want to drop your kids off at a fucking babysitter like I want my kid with me you know I want my kid with us I want the kids to come over our house like I don't want my kid rolling in these streets how much freedom do you anticipate giving your child if we don't if we disagree about this is a huge one if we disagree about how to raise our child do we disagree in front of the child i would hope not i hope we're always a united front you know in front of them and then we can have a conversation so behind it seems it doors. seems rather contractual then right it seems like it seems rather business like it is a business the, it's are a we collab. love well no are it's we... but it's based in love like our you and i we have a collab but i but it's still based in love and understanding so, like, when things do arise, like, you know, we can work through them, I think, easier than if we didn't have a relationship that was founded in that. I get, I think a lot of married She's people like, think She's like, I don't know. I don't really thing. fuck with you that hard. No, I, do, <laughs> I think a lot of married people who go into marriage think exactly what you just said. We love each other, so we're going to be able to get through No, everything. that's not what I said. <laughs> I'm saying just, that our our that ain't what I said. <laughs> what did you just say? Then? Um, what I'm trying to say is our you and my your yours and my relationship is founded in love. Like that is the foundation of it. But that's now, what but a that's lot only of half the think. but that's only half the battle. You and I have had plenty of hard conversations, arguments, fussing and fighting with each other, getting on each other's nerves, and we don't live together and we don't have a child together. But we've worked through them because. I think that we uphold the love more than anything else. And so we, you know, we actively work on our relationship. We check in with each other weekly. 
<laughs> we share things with each other. I think that's also work like that. I don't think a lot of married couples do. I don't know a lot of married couples that check in with each other. How do you feel? Are you okay? What do you need? Do you need a boy's trip? Do you need to get the fuck away from me and these goddamn kids? Go. Like, do you, do you need me to give you more attention? Do you need me to come home from work earlier? Do you need me to get a fucking hobby out of this house? What do I need from you? I don't know a lot of people that are checking in. And I would really, it sounds corny, but I would like to, I think that more married couples need to treat the marriage like, not like a business, but but engage it in, in a way where like in business, you have check-ins. You have every fiscal year, I have to do a self-evaluation and then my boss reads it and they evaluate me. And then we sit down and talk about it and figure out ways where we can support each other better. If people approached marriages in that way and not contractual, not dry, but if people like actively approached it in a way where it was something to uphold, and they they were clear that like there's going to be upkeep. Like we're going to have to, you know, dust this off and and make it better. I think it would be better. So like I might sound crazy by saying it is a business and it is a collab, but it is. I was reading, uh, rather, I was listening to a video by Esther Perel. I love and- her. There, she talks about society and marriage. And she talks about, you know, originally when marriage was very much a contract, it was very much a way to secure resources and to, um, it was all about ownership and land and passing things down. The community was very involved in that. You know, there were parents that chose your partner for you and many times it was in it was very functional that you got married. It was just so that motherfuckers you could have kids and that you could work the land. Um but also even tribally relationships were there, the community was somehow involved in the relationships and that there was not this expectation. Number one, people were marrying much, much younger when they were very, very young and you guys were kind of like growing together and you had this community that was deeply involved in it. But now it feels like everybody's marrying later in life and just like you said before they have had all these very personal experiences they have their own assets that they're bringing into their relationship they have you know their own professional job they have all this stuff that they've acquired by themselves quote unquote and so now they're looking for a partner and these expectations are that these that the partner is going to kind of kind of fulfill all of these like emotional spaces that we have. They're kind of like to be our, they're kind of, they're kind of completing, yeah, they're completing like you. that You've savior shit. The world. That's not fair. What happened? It's like that savior shit. That's not fair. Yeah. And that is just completely. You have to do your work. It's a terrible, it's a, it's a terrible and very lonely and, 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 more than anything, you're shooting yourself in your foot. And she was saying that for Americans, 
in times of crisis, Americans have only 1.5 people to turn to in their crisis. Mm. And that compared to, you know, more indigenous or even historically in America years ago, that's like a pitiful and really dangerous set up for yourself is to like make this person be your end all be all. You only going to turn to your husband versus having a whole community around you. And she also says something that kind of like, that's such a fucking trap. It's trap. It's It's just a trap. It's unfair to that person. I feel that women do that the most. They give uh, I feel, I find that women do that the most. They give up everything. The one marriage that I, that I look at and I'm like, they that that is the healthy example of marriage to me right now for the longest period of time has been Jasmine's parents, Miss Pam and Mr. Don. And when I look at Miss Pam, I think to myself, she has a whole life, like she has hobbies. <laughs> She's always doing something. She always has a project. She's never up under Mr. Don looking for him to be a, any kind of savior to her. Like she, he is the cherry on top, you know, like he adds something very yeah. special to her life, but like she's up in that room painting. She's up in that room, creating dolls. She's managing jazz. She's doing this. She's like, she gets her shit done. Like she still takes yeah. care of herself. And I think, I think as a result of that, she's not resentful of him for not filling up all the voids that she <laughs> has. Like she, I, my I mom was such a martyr for artwork, us. Though. I think that's an artwork. I, and I have to catch myself because I think I want my partner to take up a lot of space and handle a lot of things and support me and notice things and, you know, um, I don't think there's anything I think that wrong I, with that. I, there's an attention. I, 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 I like attention this, to detail and knowing who I am. And no, I know that, like but I it's, action. I I definitely think that it's an. I mean, shit. My my Venus, which is your love, is in Scorpio. So like, it's intense for some reason. Like when I love somebody, I like want to. I there's I want to eat them. I want to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that that's not healthy and I get really frustrated when, you know, when I have these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of, of my, of my partner. And that woman, Esther also went on to say that when she hears couples say, my husband is my best friend, she cringes and she says that that is a trap and that when somebody becomes your best friend, you can be one of my best of, friends. <laughs> yeah, but she, from what she said, and everybody should listen to this video. I'm gonna um, link it. I'm gonna send a link um, that you kind of close yourself off from, especially like the eroticism that can come from somebody that's not necessarily like you go to this person for everything. This person knows everything about you, all mm-hmm. of your problems, all of your this that you know that they. That kind was of the who I was. And eroticism of of sex becomes. Yeah, that was who I was. Every that person was supposed to be everything to me. 
If I was sad, I went to that person. If I was happy, I went to that person. If I wanted, if I was in the mood to, if I wanted to do anything, it was through that person. And it was so stifling for me and it was so suffocating for that person. Yeah. And so now I'm, I'm hyper aware. Like if I'm talking to somebody, there's somebody I'm thinking of right now who's constantly like, you don't need to tell me when to get off the phone. Like, I'll tell you when I want to get off the phone because I'm constantly like, I don't want to hold you up. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Or I know that you got this going on because I'm, I now I'm like at the, the other end of it where I'm so aware of like, I am not going to smother you and I'm not going to lose myself in you either. And this excitement and this, you know, of like having someone in my life. Because my Venus is in Scorpio too. So we're both in Scorpio. Is it? Yeah, baby. Oh, Oh, How would you think it wasn't? I'm crazy. I'm like, I love you. That makes so much sense. Doesn't it? Hello. Thank you. My Venus is in Scorpio, bitch. And my moon is in Cancer. So I'm just intense. Oh, you are a whole mess. (laughs) That's okay. It's <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh wow, it's intense. It it's is intense. definitely an intense. You're right. When you said I want to eat you, that was like I get it. I just want to be in love, love, and I yeah, I just want to like, be like I love. Like I want it to be like looking your movie eyes love and exactly. And, yeah, and it's I just, just like, want to fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I want it to be like <laughs> I am just like it's you and me, and the world is. Still around us and nothing else matters and I'm going to take care of you. And I think there's a a level of drama that is also attached to that. That I'm good on. I'm good on the drama. (laughs) So another really interesting thing that I've, I've been following this for a really long time and it's a great blog and I haven't quite figured out if it's like Christian propaganda cover up. (laughs) For science, I don't know. It could possibly be. But I've really been invested in the research that these two, um, I guess their social scientists have been doing. They have a site called Sliding Versus Deciding. And these two folks follow and study relationships and commitment. And they do studies on the different factors that lead to healthy marriages and um, what's it called? And what don't. What would you say? What's it called? Sliding versus deciding. Hmm. And this is what they said. This is the most incisive guide. To issues facing the American family today, an invaluable resource for anyone wishing to stay on the cutting edge of research on family trends. And so what was most, I have a really interesting mother, if you guys haven't, if you guys don't know that. My mom is very, very conservative in a lot of views, like right wing, scary conservative in a lot of views while she like smokes on a joint and talks about how the government is fucking, I guess that's like a thing. A lot of right wing people actually do not trust the government at all. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm learning more about her and I'm, it's scary, but she has really 
really, and this comes from her living a, a hippie life and being very liberal in her sexuality and her expressions and, you know, free love, free sex, all of that shit. And it has led her to make decisions that, in her opinion, have been irrevocable and the consequences are irrevocable and have affected her very much. And she she connects that and correlates her family or the lack thereof to her sexuality and the decisions that she made sexually. So she's very much like, yo, don't have sex with these guys. I love Steve Harvey. You should listen to Steve Harvey. 90 day rule. You have something that's very important. Don't give it up to anybody, you know, cow before, why would, you know, the whole cow thing. Well, the, why so, would they buy the cow? Why would they buy the cow and they get the milk for free? And, you know, had you have had more sexual discretion, you might not be where you are right now. So this is something that I've been raised on and something that has been a deep conflict of mine. But when I came across this sliding verse deciding, there is scientific evidence I don't know if it's real. These niggas might be lying. It could be fake. But from these studies, there's scientific evidence that when folks cohabitate before they marry, they have statistically less successful and happy marriages versus those people that don't cohabit, don't live together before they marry. And in their relationship... Like they they are dating to marry. They're not dating to see what happens. And so you guys should go on this site. I'll also share this. There's many, many different um, studies and articles, all quote unquote scientifically backed through research that show a lot of scientific and social data, data, which leads to more successful marriages. For instance, Folks that have completed college have happier marriages than people that don't. Folks that don't have children before marriage have more successful and happier marriage than folks that don't. Folks that don't have sex before well, marriage. This is what is this is Christian propaganda. <laughs> what here it is. As I'm, 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 this I'm this is a lie. How do they? How are they defining <laughs> successful? I don't know. It's the it's the participants are defining it. So they're taking a whole bunch of group of people and they're basically just asking them questions with historical. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. I like, can't. I don't understand how to evaluate. I don't that know. I data guess they have if ident- I don't know what their basis of success. I guess is. just are you happy? Yeah, are but how you, do you measure what's your that? Quality. Uh, is it I success? Don't know. Like I don't know is if, it based ma- on if like, happiness is something that can be scientifically. It, that's what I'm like, saying. Yeah, that's why I'm confused. It's like, is the success? You know, you're not in divorce because there's a lot of people who are not divorced. No, who they are say they're happy. Fucking furious. They're, they're happy. The people are stating, "I'm happy. I have oh, okay. a nice marriage. I love my partner. We have sex. We don't fight. Where there's no abuse. There's no violence. There's no infidelity." I think those are probably the basic measures of so healthy. um, They also is the statistics say that folks that have fewer sexual spouses, I'm sorry, folks that had fewer sexual partners before they marry have have (laughs) have happier marriages than folks that don't. I don't know. Listen, they don't have nobody to compare it to, so they just out here happy that they getting D at all. 
Saw that is. Well, they said that they were really surprised by this because, for instance, they were say they used the example of a doctor. Like the scientists were quote unquote surprised by this, and said that you know if you have a doctor, most people would want a doctor that has a lot of experience. And the more experience you have, the more, you know, the better you are. And they kind of thought that that would be correlated to like sex. The more experience you have, the more that you would find that person, you know, that you have good sex with, or I don't know. I don't know that whole doctor reference. I don't know. But they, they use that in an example. Um, mm. Listen to this. Unfortunately, we also see some important gaps between African-Americans and Caucasian in terms of stability and quality of relationships. In this study, we do not see that religiousness... Africans-Americans are fucking stressed, but go ahead. Well, and a lot of the stress comes from not completing school, having lower education levels, having children... It comes from systemic racism, but go ahead. Before children... <laughs> having children before they're married. Also, another thing, we know that people who were living with both of their biological parents when they were 14 years old also report higher marital quality later on. Like, what the fuck? That doesn't surprise Son, me. My parents divorced when I was 15, so I'm going to have a good marriage. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um well, you com you completed college and didn't have a child before. <laughs> so you I mean, I hear all this. I hear it. Okay. This is interesting. I just it's, think it's, it's definitely I, interesting. I, it's like this especially and it's really true for black folks with systemic racism, the fact that they're stressed, the fact that there's single a lot of single homes, you know, the, it's, a whole, the, it's a whole other hurdle that you have to It's be, a whole other this idea of to deal with, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole like, other hurdle. I was talking to my partner today and like this whole idea of nigga, I have never seen a healthy relationship. Like, I don't even know what that looks like. My, I, I've i never seen Pam, my mother Mr. in a Don. relationship with a man. Like, yeah. Oh. I haven't seen my. Well, let me shut up because she's still child. Child, keep that on the low. <laughs> I I'll say this: the I, th I think it's interesting about the living together thing because I've always said like, oh no no no, we gotta live together. I gotta see how you function. Um, but I also it's it's funny. There's a young woman who I don't know if this is I think it's public, but I won't say her name. I went I traveled with her. I met her through Renee, and I traveled with her during Renee's birthday last year, and she's in a relationship with a, a young man, um, and they are celibate. And because they are like, no, nah, we're in this to try to get married. Like, we're not in this to, like, explore each other and have fun. Like, yeah, we are having fun and we are exploring each other, but, like, the goal is for us to get married. So They're decided. What'd you say? They ain't sliding. They're decided. They're decided. They're yeah, they're sliding. like, we're the goal is that down the line we're going to get married, so we're not going to do X, Y, and Z. That works for some people. I I still think I I would want to live with someone. I would want to know what it feels like to wake up with someone there all the time. I w I want to know what that is first and make sure I'm equipped. You know, I don't I don't know I don't know, Joe. And I'm sure, like, I actually look forward to that. The Just the idea of that makes me happy, like, having somebody here. But I do understand the idea of being super intentional, so I'm not knocking it. Um, 
I don't know. But I don't think that you answer any of these questions. I don't think that you answer like whether or not you want to be married. <laughs> I think you just asked me or what you need to ask. This is an interview yourself. for you. This oh. is not an interview for me. Got it. This I don't think your marriage is going to be very successful the way you're. <laughs> oh my God. Me no. either, nigga. That's why I'm not scared to do it. <laughs> no, I, I feel a strong yes and a strong no. Again, I, I think that the more I am, have conversations with my partner, the more empowered I feel that we are creating something that fits both of our expectations and not this traditional idea of what marriage is because the traditional idea of marriage that terrifies me it scares me i mean it it soothes me and it scares me like yo i actually am excited to be pregnant and in the kitchen cooking because if i'm having somebody's baby i don't really want to be working a nine to five because that's really hard i've done that before it's hard and it's lonely and you, you don't get to see your baby as much as you pregnant? want to no, I worked a nine to five after I had to take the care of the baby by myself. Oh, okay. so I can only imagine what that's like when you're pregnant. Yeah. So, I. But I'd, if you're in I've, a if you're in a relationship where you feel um comfortable, you feel loved, you feel protected, you feel secure. We're going to work might not feel like that. You know, like you were going under dire circumstances. No, I would want, I would want, I, we already went over this. If I'm, if I'm having your baby, I want yeah. like two to three years off to just like make kombucha and do, wear clogs and take the baby to the garden and do white woman shit. Yeah. See that, like, ter- I want it that to be terrifies fuck. me. Oh, it's great. I want to be leisure. I want to be around community. I want to just like spend that, that time absorbed in me. my baby. Like I do not want that. <laughs> I'm like I want to have baby. I want to have a baby. I'm very clear about that. But I don't want to be home with my baby. Like with my baby for like what? years. I want to be home with my baby, believe me. But I don't want to just be like out of the workforce for years. If that makes sense. Like there I want to find a balance there. And that's a really hard balance to find. And that might change once I get pregnant cuz hello, you're talking to someone who doesn't have any kids. But ideally, right now in my head, I see it as like, I want to work until I'm going to pop <laughs> and then be like, okay, I'm going to take this time and then I'm not going to want to leave my kid when I have to go back to the office or work a diff- different hours or get a different job. But I want to be doing something, even if it's not work, like even if it's volunteer, like something that baby needs to be strapped to my back. We got to, I got to do something. I can't. I know. Just, I know. I mean, not all the threes. I, I'm just saying like compulsory, like you have to go to work. I mean, I'm not going to be, you know, I can't stand kids. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? No goddamn kid all the goddamn time. <laughs> no, but I mean, I feel like I'm ready for marriage though. I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I'm ready to not just be boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm Do you feel ready. like you're ready for marriage because of 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 how you care for and and love yourself, or do you feel like you're ready for marriage because? I, I don't know. I'm asking the questions. I created the questions. <laughs> you're asking new this ones. This is not how a marriage, because this relationship feels inappropriate right now. And but I'm planned. saying like 
I, I think it's interesting that you're saying that and I'm going to have a hard conversation with you because you recently divulged to me that like, you know, you have a hard time taking in what happened with Sable and the fact that you just did something really amazing and, you know, you still kind of question and it's like, is this going to work? Am I, do I, do I belong in this space? Can I this? And it's like, I want you before you enter in a marriage to feel very clear about Sable and about you and about your worth and about what you've accomplished and about all that's in store for you, if that makes sense. Because well, one, I, mean, I feel like once you start owning that, it's, that was my segue, nigga. Like, see, I'm, maybe we should it, maybe we should just get married. How <laughs> does that make me feel? It's uncomfortable, but it's also requiring me to like sit with this intimacy. And this independence and like this idea that I don't have to be, I don't have to identify with struggle. Like, who am I if I'm not struggling? Who am I if I'm not lonely? Who am I if I'm not financially stable? Who am I if I'm not with somebody that doesn't really fuck with me and like I really don't have a future with? This has completely shifted for me as of these past three years where it's like, oh shit, like I can be financially stable. I do have a creative outlet. I have somebody that loves me and who I love and however imperfect, like there is a possibility for a future and a family and like, what the fuck? It scares me. That's scary. But it you scares you that you're getting what scary, the things that I'm you prayed stop. for? What you said? It scares you that you're getting, you're receiving the things that you prayed for. Absolutely. Mm. I understand Absolutely. that. It's I just like it. you said, when's the other shoe going to yeah, drop? Gonna, it's like, hold up. This can't <laughs> be possible. And maybe it is deeply connected to like feeling. Feelings of, of course, it's probably, it's, it's connected to what I think I deserve or what I think I'm capable of or what I think. Um, all of that shit. But. I, for me and my way of dealing with that kind of stuff is go towards it. Like I go towards it and then I'm in it and I'm wrestling with it and, you know, and then I'm like, actually, never mind, this ain't working. Or, you know, most of the time, you know, I it for me, I go towards that and like wrestle with it rather than poke at it and wait to feel like I'm ready to wrestle with it. I just like go in, go in. But yeah, these are very deep things. And to kind of share that fear and that uncertainty with my partner has been, um, hasn't been easy. And it's not something that I feel like, because I'm a fucking thug. I'm a G. Oh my God. For me to be like, um, I really love you. And I don't know if you love me. And. Do you want to do this? Is really like it just feels um it feels weird. It feels strange. And the possibility that he the possibility that he may not be ready for marriage or that's like our expectations they don't they're not parallel. Like that's also really scary. And what does it mean? I I don't know. I don't know if we answered any of these questions yeah. again. Thank you for listening. Well, to what are some girls. of the <laughs> no? What are some of the questions? I okay. 
All right. I mean, I, I don't know. In summary, I would like to be married. I, and I, or I don't even know if I need, I'm not like huge on the legality of it. <laughs> um, but I definitely want it to be very clear to, to Negroes that like, that's my husband or like, this is my person. Like, this is my house. We are together. You know, like, I would want the the status of wife. Maybe that's ego, but I want that. Whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to be. It, it really, truly doesn't have to be, like, the way everybody does it. Um, I would not mind a tax break. So the legality is very appeasing in that way. Um, but, like, I'm also somebody where... The idea of like I, <laughs> the idea of having one bank account <laughs> is like the most daunting shit to me because most of the men I don't have any men in my life outside of maybe one who actually is financially responsible. <sighs> and cash rules everything around all of us. And so the idea of having one account, like, and not everybody's marriage is like that. And I don't foresee mine being like that. Like we need to have an account that we share this for the house, this for the kids, this for us. But then we also need to have our own separate accounts and not saying that like you, if I go and buy you a damn bottle of water in the store, I'm be asking you for my money back. Like I don't want it to be tit for tat at all. But again, this is a collabo. This is not just like we are one, we are the world. I just don't think that that's reality. Like we are a team, we are a collabo and together all things are possible. I, I think that that's what we should wrap our heads around. And I think that that's what, I think that is what the practice in all areas of you do it. Come on. life that have been affected and are ingrained by racism and patriarchy and colonialism and religion is that we are creators, that we actually don't have to follow a formula. I mean, the first idea that it doesn't have to be a man and woman getting married is like crazy. But like, I think the first part of it is us just realizing that shit is fucking up and I'm losing my train of thought. Sorry. Okay. I think the first thing that we have to realize is that um is that it can be whatever we want it to be. You know, we had people that were on the show that were very married in the way that they moved in the way the commitments that they had and the responsibilities that they shared but on paper they weren't married and they actually didn't even live in the same spaces like they didn't share a house together the possibilities are endless you can be married to one person but also have the type of relationship where you're sleeping with other people you can be quote-unquote married you know and live thousands of miles away from each other you could be married and follow all of the the criteria and be terrib- terribly miserable and unhappy and distant as fuck and don't know a thing about your partner. So I think I think 
it makes sense that we ask ourselves, like, what is it that we want? And I guess that's maybe a different conversation. We may not have time for that. We didn't really dive into that very well. But the idea of what is it that we want? What kind of freedom do we want? What do we expect of our partners? I mean, I'll talk um, about that. I just need to be loved in a way where I feel free. Because I most likely want your raggedy ass to come on this trip. But I can't, I don't want to feel like I have, you know, like I can't go. You know, or like, I just, I don't want to ever feel in prison. And I don't want my partner to feel like that, ever. Like, that whole ball and chain thing, that makes, that gives me anxiety. Like, I don't ever want my husband or partner to feel like, oh, God, I got to call this bitch. Like, mm-mm. What? No. I do. You better call me. <laughs> you better invite me on your trips. Of course. Like, you, you can't better just tell go me that on you every love fucking me. vacation and, you, and I'm not invited. Like, hello. This is collabo. You better... But communicate, but I want my partner to communicate if they need, you know, like if they need their autonomy, like that's okay. Fuck that. We are married. Child. We're together forever. All right. Well, that's what you want. That ain't what I want. Okay. Well, we asked a lot of our, our listeners questions that... After our married listeners, so folks that have been married, we asked them what they had wished they had asked their partners before marriage. And we got a great sampling of questions. And we're going to go, we're going to read some of them, okay? Want to hear? Here we go. Some questions range from how many kids did he want? Right. What? Oh, these are, oh these are the questions that they're asking. Well, these are the okay. an- well these are the answers, answers to our with questions. the questions. Right, the questions. Girl, child, I wish should have. I wish I would have asked more about his family's physical and mental health. What was his financial literacy? Are you sure this is what you want, <laughs> child? How do you think household duties, cleaning, food, shopping, cooking, etc should be split what is our emergency backup plan if anything happens we're divorced now oh mm. what are your long-term goals plans for our marriage how crazy are you nigga show me now <laughs> i know who wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> how involved will we be in each other's finances so lots of questions about finances it's important what is your reasonable amount of intimacy per week Per month. Mm. That's interesting. I need intimacy. Well, when all I'm the ovulating, time. what'd you say? I need intimacy all the time. But not, not as, I think that's different from sex. But go I ahead. I think he's saying, like, when you're going to let me pop, like, how many times <laughs> can I expect for you to roll over when I tap you on the shoulder when I come home? Child. Like a young Destiny's child in their prime. Do you have a 10 year plan? What's your credit score? Do you know, did you know your partner's credit scores? Yeah, I, 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 their credit not all scores? of them, not all of them. I know someone's credit score right now. Mm. How was your relationship with your parents growing up? Did you experience any trauma? Have you healed? He if like, so, how? 
If so, how? Prove it to <laughs> adding me. On there. How do you feel about divorce? That's a good one. How many kids did he want? He's like... 50? Somebody wrote, too, would having one kid be okay? Mm. How do you feel about your mother? That's a good question. Well, I love this one. Div- what does being a husband and father look like to you on a daily basis? Mm. That's a good one, child. Divorce tier. Will you tell me when you feel like you want out? Wow. That's hard. Those are hard ones. I don't want But great questions. So I'm gonna go to my partner and ask him all of those questions. (laughs) We um Wow, we um recently we have somebody that I won't go into the person, but um, this person was recently engaged. So I think the question about, are you sure this is what you want? Has been something that's resounding in their relationship right now. Mm. And, um, and so I think this person wrote back and talked about how communication was really important. And until their relationship was on a level of, um, better communication that she wouldn't really accept the engagement. So, mm. and coming to terms that things can't be perfect, which is not possible for me. So, um, yeah, I think I think my relationship needs a more communication. <laughs> You're crazy. Like, Do not start you ripping apart your relationship right now. Oh my god. I want you, you to stop. Are you are you crazy? Are you being crazy right now? Don't start. No, I said the person that I'm in a relationship with, we need to be, have better communication. Okay. Don't start analyzing your relationship on this podcast. That's though. my book. Okay. Good. We're going to get married. <laughs> I'm inviting everybody to the wedding. Good. Well, maybe not you, I didn't know, but. Um, All right. Wait, I have something. I for everyone, I'm sorry for everyone interested in getting married. I really am very big on right now working on yourself, working on yourself. And so the great Nicole Ari Parker, who is married to Boris Kojo, um, they have such a beautiful family. If you don't follow them on Instagram, they're like the not as funny version as Will Smith and Jada and them, but they're just so sweet. They just have such a beautiful little light skin family, child. It's so much <laughs> light skin is annoying. Light, it's so annoying. Light but skin people should be together. It just doesn't don't look start right. that again. But the, she right. actually, someone hit her up and was like, "Yo, Nicole, what's good with the prayer that you use to get Boris?" And so she wrote it out on an Instagram post and I have it here. And she said, God said, you got to make a list. And, sh- and God was like, yes, you have to write everything down you want, even the parts that you don't want me to see. <laughs> and so she was like, okay, word. And so God was like, you got to write down the spiritual stuff, the heart stuff, the mental stuff, and the physical and financial And she was like, "Mm, okay. So her list consisted of someone who was loving, warm, wants to be a husband and father, fine, wants to provide, mentally, physically, and spiritually strong, affectionate, 
curious about the world, likes to travel, likes music, likes history, likes art, likes theater, big hands, big feet, smiley face, sexy, really smart, funny, fun, got jokes, makes the highest and best choices for himself, has that no matter what I got this spirit, cause it's just gonna happen, respects his mother, forgives his father, loves himself and knows God. So she said that God was like, okay, cool. Now really take that in, see him, feel him in your mind, sit with that, enjoy that. And now ask yourself, is he perfect for you? And she said she inhaled and exhaled deeply. And she said, yes, Lord. I mean, Lord, yes. And God said, now ask yourself, if he enters the room right now, are you perfect for him? And she said she took a really long pause. And then she proceeded to get her mind right and her affairs in order. She reread their eyes were watching God. She went to therapy. She examined her issues. She forgave herself and others. She called her parents more. She renewed her passport. She started going to church. She does sit up. She goes for a run. She dusts off that business idea she had. Remembers to laugh more. Buys nice lotion and rubs it all over her body every day. Then buys some more. Stays grateful for all her parts, cherishes friends, dances in her room, balances her checkbook, makes green juice, loves herself. And then there he was. And God said, boop. (laughs) So all that to say, get your shit together. What did you just say? (laughs) I said, there goes your lights. No, I'm so serious. I have this quote on my phone as my background that I can't see because I'm on the phone right now. Fuck. Here it is. It says, never go in search of love. Go in search of life and the life will find you the love that you seek. Atticus. So that's where I'm at. So while we can want marriage and we can want all these things and and there's nothing wrong with that, Shit don't stop. Life goes on. And really just be your best self. It's the law of attraction. You will attract what you are a reflection of in my mind. So we didn't answer one fucking question, but good luck out there to all the around the way girls trying to get married. It's hard out here. (laughs) (laughs) i tell you what you don't need is some Negro with a credit score that's 200 child sitting in his mom's basement he need to cook a little longer leave him on the grill child that's it (laughs) how you feeling you good Um, hello yeah this 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 joint cut off like three times did you keep talking i didn't want to ask you in the middle of it so we didn't have to cut it yes i kept talking yes shanti i'm not editing any of this you hear me i'm literally nobody knows every time that i was like just rambling and like, oh gosh, I lost my frame of thought. It's because I actually was not talking to anyone. <laughs> because she her phone cut off twice. <laughs> was it twice or three times? I was like, this bitch is fall if it keeps cutting off. I just kept calling you back and you'd be like, and then? 
I was like, my girl, my boo. <laughs> and then I was thinking about. It's just going to be so quiet on the other line. I'm not me. even giving you no. Mm-hmm. I was like, I hope she was talking that shit on this outline so I can keep following. I don't know what that bitch just said. I'm like, mm-hmm, girl. I probably don't even. I probably <laughs> girl, don't even agree with it. Marriage, girl, jump over that motherfucking broom, girl. Get it. <laughs> no, but I'm. I'm gonna get married. I'm getting. I'm, you about to I, get married. I'm about to get married. Married. <laughs> no, out of all of our raggedy friends, nobody has been married, and the first one to get married, I deserve. The first one to get married is like the. I don't know. We'll see. Who you think it's gonna be? I, I, I think it might be Jasmine. I'm rooting for you, but I just feel like... Oh. I just feel like she on her way. I just feel like it. I'm just like... She's so quiet over there that I just feel like she's just like... Doo, 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 doo. And it's going to be annoying because one day she's just going to be like, oh, I'm getting married. So No, she's home. not. Jasmine's going to so be annoying. a hot mess. She's gonna be so hype about it. She's gonna have all these plans. She's gonna have all, but she's just gonna randomly loop everybody in. She's gonna have right. That's what I'm saying. And you're gonna, gonna be gonna the be wedding random. planner, <laughs> right? She's gonna have all these plans that she doesn't execute well, and then everybody else <laughs> is gonna have to pick up the pieces. She be like, "It's my wedding. I'm planning it. I'm going to make the cake, and I'm gonna sing at my own wedding. I and... will slap her if she sings at her own wedding. I will literally cut the mic off." I like really I will you find guys, it. I really and want you guys to, to sing off. at my wedding, though. Like I want all of y'all to sing at my wedding. Nah, I want y'all to sing. Can I marry you? Would you Sweetest let me? I would take it really seriously. What are you singing? It's like a kiss on a collarbone. You you sang so better. You sang happy birthday better happiness. than this. I was just showing people my range because I can go low. <laughs> How low can you go? Shanti, I still got to go to the laundry and pick up my clothes. Girl! It's 11.30. I'm about to cry. See, if I was married, my husband could have went out and got it for me. If you lived in fucking Philadelphia, that wouldn't be a reality for you. You have laundry in your own house? In your um, apartment? How would that not be a reality? Oh, we don't do shit like that in Philly. First of all, we don't have laundry mats open till eleven thirty. <laughs> it's not a possibility. This laundry mat is twenty four hours, child. New York. They said it is not safe and it is not good for your self love. We will not be open. <laughs> Niggas gotta sleep. Negroes gotta sleep. See, light skinned negresses, biracial mommies. All right, I'm porcelain princesses. <laughs> do you feel like? Oh no, you might get not to be first. confused with Latina mommies because we ain't doing the cultural appropriation. <sighs> you still talking about this? All right, well, well, internet. Um, <laughs> no, I want to keep talking to you. Aw, do you miss me? I just like talking to you. I like talking to you when we don't have to talk about something like some topic. You know, <laughs> you like talking to you when we just shoot the shit. But you Some ignore me when I'm bullshit. like, hey, what day can you record and what's the topic? You're like, mm, red. <laughs> it makes me so mad. I'm like, I know she sees it. Because then I'll send you some fucking meme on Instagram and you'll respond right away. And I'm like, Ugh. I'd be like, LOL, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whenever I need your attention, I got to test it. I just got to tag you in a llama post. And then you'll re- I'll be like, all right, she got her phone. I'm about to call her right now. <laughs> She just double and I'd be like, Let me call you right back. 
Oh, speaking of that, Instagram, they didn't got rid of people's activities. So now it's just Negroes out here liking a million and one pictures of bitches and they girls not even finding out, child. Have you when noticed that? When I see that? my partner, there is one particular girl. She is so beautiful. I love her. But when I see that he likes her pictures, I... I Ready to slap that bitch. And I'm we can pull up, up any I'm about time. to call him right now and break up with him. Just for <laughs> you bringing that up. What the fuck are you doing, first of all? All right, Internet. Well, I'm done talking to you. That was good. Um, keep it up. You about to get chose. Am I? Oh, I, I want to. Do you really want to be? Like, I, I, I think maybe I'll just say we're married, but we live in separate places. I don't, like, I don't think that's I'm a yours. terrible idea. I'm You're all mine. about this duplex you just thing. next door to me. No, you like, just live next listen, door. a duplex. What's wrong with that? That's what I said. I actually said that. He was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> really? See? You have me yeah, at the top. See? We at the bottom. We'll meet. Meet in the middle, child. What did you say? You you have the top. I have the bottom. Of course, I'm not no, carrying no, 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 no. shit he upstairs. Lives, we live in a duplex. Not you and I. I'm talking about I y'all. Not you and me, bitch. Yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna have my own husband. I gotta go. I'm tired of you. <laughs> that was so rude. The way you just cast me out, and I wasn't even trying to get in there. It would be a privilege for you to live with me. First of all, an honor and a privilege. Girl, I don't think I we go. would make it in a marriage, girl. I really don't. Because I would divorce you. Because it would be domestic motherfucking violence on that motherfucker. But it would really be you. Because people don't realize you would. I'd be whooping your ass. Yeah, you are Just the dragging most you down the steps, girl. Irrational in this group, and nobody realizes it. Just grab you by all that hair. If I ever hear you say the word nigga again, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to be black too. You're like Negress, Negress, Negros. <laughs> I said Negros. I gotta go. I'm over you. I have to go. I have to pick my clothes up. Internet, don't do that to yourself. You ain't got no other clothes you can wear tomorrow. It's gonna rain tomorrow, and when am I gonna pick it up? And I got an Airbnb person coming. I need more towels for them. So, internet, yes, don't do that. I just know this is what see. you do to me when we have to record so late. Everything's pushed all right. Well, back. <clears throat> what time you gotta wake up? Seven. Well, guess what time I got to wake up? Girl, bye. Ain't nobody tell you to have a kid. I win. Fucking My pain sucking. is greater than yours. Right. So. See, this that is what y'all do to me. I am a single mother. My pain is great. I'm a single mother and I'm a black woman and you are not. <laughs> That's what you just did to me. I got to go. Nigga, I am black and I'm a single mother. <laughs> this is And my hair is curlier and coarser than yours. <laughs> this is triggering. So. so shut the fuck up about your pain. So you ain't Doesn't got no exist. motherfucking problems. With your gorgeous porcelain self. That's so Nobody terrible. wants to hear it. Your breasts I, are larger than mine. I do. I have a lot of problems. You need to pray for all your light-skinned friends right now because we are going through the metamorphosis. Listen, this is terrible. I am that never been so That is white woman pale. tears. That is too attractive right. to white woman tears. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. You're making I me look bad. I apologize on behalf of all my Don't slave let me owner have... and ancestors, child. 
we they What'd knew not say? what they did. I said I apologize on behalf of all my slave owner ancestors since we're all in house Negroes and all the people look at me like, oh yeah. You, I never forget this woman looked at me and was like, oh yeah, you was definitely you was definitely in the house. Your poor your poor mother was probably raped. And I was like First of all, my mother is an actual white woman. Second of all, <laughs> slavery was, was not like my fathers. This generation, like last generation, like no, my mom wasn't in the house getting raped. Our history did not start with slavery. I'm so sick of this. I gotta, I, I have to go. Antonette, you I are descendants. Well, we are descendants you know of kings and queens. Talk about it, okay. my a queen abundance. Let, hello, we are descendants of the magic of the nine fucking people that created civilization. Don't let these people tell you that you are only descendants. Of, we are de- proud descendants of slaves as well. But before that, our people were creating pyramids and them civilization them shits and still everything lasting. the fuck else. Okay, so the, the, our history did not start in chains. In case anybody was confused, I gotta go. Y'all, y'all upset me, and it's you. Ashe, Ashe, peace and prosperity, Ox and Sage, <laughs> on this motherfucker. Cowrie shells, sprinkle that, sprinkle it, bitch. Yo, we should have ended this like twenty five minutes ago. Come on. <laughs> I love you. I think we should get married. <laughs> no, I, I don't accept. <laughs> I think you and I should get married. I don't want to. and have conjugal visits with um with these niggas that got two hundred dollar uh, credit scores. No, nope. <laughs> you just said two hundred dollar credit scores. Chill. Wow. <laughs> the ghetto. Okay, I... <laughs> it's two hundred credit score. I gotta go. I, I don't even think that exists. I hope it doesn't. <sighs> but I gotta go to the laundromat. And if you really wanted to marry me, you send me a lift and send me there. But. It's not what happens. Bro, so. I'm a single black mother. I don't right. know. We should... <laughs> Girl, you need to send me some money because Georgia needs a new pair of shoes. Bitch, Kid I keeps do. growing. I do. I got to go. All right. Peace in the Middle East. Shout Amen. out to all the women out here trying to get chose and these men running. All right. <laughs> we see you. We are you. We see they you. They don't deserve us. And we, we will need to catch start a your ass. together. We just need to calm you together and these niggas can come on the weekends. Okay. Amen. Whoever's with it, I'm I'm down to buy property in Ohio. I'm working on Ohio. it. Ohio. All right, we out. Come on. You just want to talk to me. <laughs> this so, is the last I'm time. I'm so tired. I'm really revealing my Venus side. <laughs> you <laughs> are. And, and you it's are. usually me begging. It's usually me like her. No. Girl, this and episode is like this is two hours. It, it's legit. It's an hour and fifty six minutes right now. Nobody, nobody's even still listening. All right, you take care of yourself. All right, we out. I love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> so you have just heard an around away curls, John. Follow them on Twitter. At ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Read some litter. Sure on the subject. You sure? Fuck it. You know we got your back like Cairo crack. 
tick If that bitch do you dirty We'll wipe her ass out as in detergent Now hurry, hurry, go on to the altar I know you ain't a pimp But pimp, remember what I taught you Keep your heart, three stacks Keep your heart, hey Keep your heart, three stacks Keep your heart, man These girls are smart, three stacks These girls are smart Play your part Play your part My bitch a choosy lover Never fuck without a rubber Never in the seats Like it on top of the cover Money on the dresser Drive a complete